Philadelphia Union, San Jose Earth, DC, Los Angeles Galaxy, Beach Pass, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Seattle Sounders, Montreal Impact, Bosch USA, New York Red Bulls, Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Hello, welcome to Pitch Pass. Thank you so much for downloading the episode. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, we had a little bit of a technical snafu with this week's episode. You will hear our conversation with Chivas USA's Dan Kennedy coming up in just a few moments. Uh, I do apologize, though, to everyone in the FC Dallas organization. We had a fantastic conversation with Stephen Keel, which is lost to the computer technical gods of the world. Curse you. Sometimes they bless you. Sometimes they curse you. This time they cursed us. We'll get Stephen Keel back on. On in a future episode of Pitch Pass, you make sure that you listen for it because he is just one of the good guys in MLS. At pitchpass.com to follow us on Twitter and pitchpass.com to get any of the episodes that have already happened that we've posted and to find out where to go for future episodes so you know you subscribe. But if you're not subscribing, pitchpass.com. Let's talk to the goalkeeper of Chivas USA, a team that I have my eye on and that is, uh, I'll say it, has been very surprising to a lot of people, including yours truly. He's Dan Kennedy, and he joins us right now on the show. Dan, how are you, sir? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, good, good, good. Um, we, we had a whole conversation with Stephen Keel earlier, Dan, that was lost to uh, technology snafus. So you're going to have to carry the flag for this episode all by yourself. No problem. Put the, put the team on your back, Dan, and lead us to victory. <laughs> now I'll we do t- my best. We talked a lot about hair with Stephen Keel, naturally. He's got gorgeous, flowing, curly locks. Um, you've got a more understated hairstyle, but you are around a lot of fantastic hairstyles, so uh, you can still speak on hair, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Okay, all right. So, um, because we, uh, I was watching the match against New York this past weekend, and my wife happened to walk into the room, and she saw, and I'm going to ask you to fill in the blank, whose hair... And responded with, oh, that's horrible. I'm guessing it had to be Bofos. It was not Bofos. That was my, oh, oh really? if you think that's bad, check out this hair. <laughs> that Bofo was the topper to the one she was thinking of. Do you have a second guess? Um, geez. I'll give you a hint. I, I... Mullet. Oh, yeah, Tommy. Here you go. Yeah. Now, listen, he's new to the league, and that's all fine and dandy. Have you, have you had a quiet word with him as a veteran of the team just to say, uh, just you know, explain the hair. Explain it to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I just give him a hard time whenever I get a chance to tell him to cut it. But he, uh, you got to hand it to him. He has the courage just to wear it, and uh, he's, he's performing well. So that's really all, all I care about is his performance on the field. Now his hair may get him a little more recognized in the end, but... Hopefully that's a good thing. You have to perform well when you're rocking that hairstyle, I would think. I would assume, yeah. I, I, I just don't understand. Is he single-handedly trying to bring back the mullet? And the beauty of his hair is it's shaved on the sides, which just really brings out the magnificence of the mullet. Yeah, it's, bl- it's a blatant mullet. But uh, <laughs> definitely, um, it, it's one of those things where these guys with the, with the fancy hairdos, they stand out on the field. So if you can perform well and stand out on the field, then you're going to catch people's eyes, you know? All right, Dan, I'm writing down Dan Kennedy believes that a mullet is a fancy hairdo. <laughs> it's a fancy hairdo, Dan. Sure enough. Um, okay, 
uh, is it uh, because I was going to ask you about you know the, the the league running the team and and you know almost it's like having a substitute teacher and and you guys could run the halls and run wild but you're choosing to be professional but now we just had a conversation about uh, Tommy McNamara's uh, fantastic and fancy mullet so maybe that is the byproduct of having the league run the team now we're just growing our hair in all different directions. Uh, no, I want to go that far. I think. Uh, <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's running the team. Uh, as professionals, we if we if we want futures in this game, we need to we need to act apart and perform. Um, so uh, that's definitely what we're trying to do. Um, and actually, this is it's it's been a great it's it's been a great experience so far this season with this group of people, and I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. How has the 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 ownership situation affected you on a day to day level, if at all? Uh, it really hasn't. Um, it, it, it really hasn't. Uh, it's, it's nice to have Nelson Rodriguez around and know that he's the one making the decisions that uh, we don't get to make because his experience is going to prove vital to us turning this uh, organization around. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just extremely optimistic about where it's going. The we've talked about Chivas USA the last few weeks on this podcast, and you know every time I kind of bring it up, it's uh, well, it's early. Well, it's early, and I keep having to say yes, it is early, but points early matter just as much as points late. Um, tell me why I am right to believe in Chivas USA this year, based on what I've seen this early in the season. Well, we definitely have more attacking options than we've had in the past couple seasons. <clears throat> I mean, everyone knows how talented Kubo. Kubo is, and uh, the addition of Mauro Rosales and and Leandro on the on the flanks or out wide um, are going to give us a lot more service and opportunities to score goals. So hopefully that'll that'll help help us as a team take some steps forward and and being in more games. And uh, yeah, there's just uh, uh, the coaching staff's done a good job, and I, I think this is just this should be a really a club to watch just because of everything that is going on. Uh, on the ownership front, it, uh, it for me this is an opportunity that should be extremely exciting for everyone involved. I'm glad you brought up uh, Barrera. That was the guy that I mentioned, and you know the, the Rosales acquisition was big because he was a known entity uh, in the league, and we knew what he brought to the table. But I feel like having Barrera on the other side of Rosales really makes Rosales even more dangerous because it's not just a one-sided attack where it's coming from. You've got to watch both sides now. Yeah, you need versatility. You can't be uh, you can't be uh, a one-trick team, you know. So it's important that going into games, the the other team uh, knows that we can attack you a couple of different ways through a couple of different players. We don't want them focusing just on one on one of our players to shut our whole team down. So it's important that we have guys that can pick up the slack or or perform, you know, have big performances and, and have it come from. A variety of guys. That's what's going to be important uh, for us moving forward and becoming uh, becoming a better team this season. I've seen Eric Avila deployed this season as an outside back for you guys, and I thought he's he's looked not just comfortable but very very good. Uh, have you talked to him about that transition? Where is his mind at on that? Is that something that he's embracing? And how far do you think he can go as an outside back? Well, I I, I have talked to him about it a handful of times, and. If he can prove himself there, I think it's only going to benefit his career. Um, normally, he could have an, a longer career and 
And to be an attacking outside back or uh, outside back that's as comfortable as he is on the ball and as good as he is 1v1 in attack, uh, he brings a different element to to the game. So, it, I mean, he's settled into the position really well, and hopefully uh, we see him continue to grow in that position, and it's really going to help us not only this season but for years to come because I, I think Avi's got a lot of really good years left in him. You've kind of been on a, a merry-go-round as far as coaching is, is coaches are concerned. What do you see in, in Wilmer Cabrera that makes you think, okay, this is the guy? Well, it's important. I mean, the, the experience Wilmer has, has had in U.S. soccer and the experience he has had in the MLS is going to be uh, vital for us throughout this season. It's a, it's a tricky league just to come into um as an outsider and take over and take charge and 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 completely understand how difficult it can be and certainly Wilmer and our coaching staff uh, understand that and have the tools to deal with that so I think that's going to be a their experience is going to be a a really key factor in our success and it's good for where we're at we need people here that really have something to prove maybe even have a chip on their shoulder and that's you know on the field and off the field and from the coaching staff into the front office, we, we do have a lot to prove at this club and, uh, and Wilmer and the coaching staff, they, they feel like they have a lot to prove. So we're not short on motivation to succeed and it's going to take a, a lot of work and it's going to, it's, it's not going to be easy by any means, but I, I think we have a, a group here um, from top to bottom that can, that can definitely put something together to be successful in this league. You know, you mentioned, that and you put it in conjunction with your earlier comment about uh, being professional and maintaining that professionalism through this transition. And it really makes a lot of sense what you said, because you do need guys with chips on their shoulders, because this is a situation where you at the very, 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 very least, you're auditioning for the next owner, the next city or whatever. So all of you guys, it's great that, you know, go down the line. Is Bofo done? Does he have more in the tank? He's got to prove that. Uh, Is is Bocanegra done? He's got to prove that. Can Avila play outside back? He's got to prove that. Can Rosales stay healthy? He's got to prove that. All you guys are playing with something uh, more than just, hey, we're professionals. Now it's, hey, we're professionals and we've got this to offer. Yeah, and, and and like I said, if, if now more than ever, there's 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 something really at stake here for our long-term futures. You know, there, there's certainly been speculation of, of over this club the past couple seasons, and now we're coming closer to a solution to to those issues. And with with that conclusion, I mean, it's going to present itself with a, with a lot of opportunities and. For us players, uh, I know I certainly want to be a part of that, and I think the majority of the guys in the locker room feel the exact same way I do. Where is your head at now as far as this transition is concerned? Is it excitement? Um, I talked to you, I believe, at the beginning of last year, and you know, I asked you the questions, and you were professional in your answers. Um, but I, I, now that there is a transition, now that that ownership group is out, is it a situation where you're like, oh, thank God, now, now we're moving towards a place of stability, or is it is it kind of the same as you felt last season? Uh, no, I definitely feel different. Um, you know, you don't want to feel like you're spinning your wheels, you know, in the, in the mud. So I feel like we've, 
like I just said, you know, with this coaching staff and, and the leadership that's in place now with Nelson, there's such a great, uh, there's such a, a great amount of MLS experience that goes into those guys that it's going to, it's going to help us for the, for the long haul. Um, and, and that's really what I want to be a part of here is, is to be a part of this thing long-term. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to make sure that we as a team is in the locker room or are on board this whole thing and, and take advantage of the support that we're getting from, from our, our, uh, our president and our coaching staff. Let's take it off the pitch and into your life. How does this situation affect you as far as do you, do you refrain from making big purchase items or, or, or really saying, okay, I've got roots in Southern California, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be in Southern California in a year, so I'm not going to maybe buy that car or do this. Are, are there certain things where you're, you're a little hesitant now because you don't know where you might be a year from now? You know what? To be to be completely honest, that's that's just the career of a professional soccer player in MLS in general. I don't think that I don't think that the situation uh, changes any of that. I think we'll, majority of players in this league um, deal with those things uh, regardless of what team you're on. You know, we uh, this is a this is a hard profession to be real successful in and have longevity. So. We learn to, uh, you know, hope for the best and prepare for the worst, and 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 take advantage of the opportunities that you have now, because nothing's guaranteed. I want to ask you about your save um, on Dax McCarty last week. Uh, yeah. it, it is up for save of the week. I saw you retweeted it, so uh, let's promote that as well. Um, I know what you're going to say, but I'm hoping you go a different way with it. If if <laughs> if Dax had scored there. I, I can almost guarantee you he would have turned toward the center touchline and made some kind of uh, puffed up chest face or or look or whatever. Why why don't keepers in that situation do the same thing? Uh, well, your your focus immediately turns towards the corner kick. True, it's not, it's not like you have time to celebrate with your teammates <laughs> and take a a minute break and jog back. You know, so it's immediately uh, all hands on deck, and let's make sure we. We we don't get scored on uh, again, you know, right away. So uh, you'll see goalkeepers get pumped up. I think I I'll, I'll give like a, a clap or a fist pump, you know. But it's very uh, in the moment, quick, and and you have whether it's a great save or a terrible blunder, you have to have a short memory because the next uh, the, the next save is the most important one, you know. Okay, but in your head, did did you did you let out a yell and preen a little bit? Oh yeah, I'm, uh, okay. I'm always happy. I'm always happy when I make mistakes. <laughs> it's it's a it's an important part of of of, of helping the team out, you know. And uh, it was good to see the reaction on on some of the guys. I think maybe these for goalkeepers, you enjoy these moments when the game's over, you know. So as a field player, if you score a goal, you're enjoying that moment. Then as a goalkeeper, maybe you enjoy it when the game's over a little bit. Speaking of when the game ends, um, I'm not sure how friendly you are with Dax, but he's one of the, the good guys in MLS. I am. And all I, am. Uh, I know Dax pretty well. Very, very good sense of humor as well. He, he sent out a very funny tweet, uh, you know, about you and yeah, the save. I saw, I, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I had a chuckle. Did you Did you have a word with him after the match? It was a tie, so nobody was really in a in a bad mood. Did you pull him aside and go, hey, did you see that save uh, against that shot you made? 
No, it was more just how you doing, you know, how's it, how's it going? I, we didn't really talk about it. I think he was actually talking to Avila while uh, while I, I, I stopped by and shook his hand and said a good match. But, uh, yeah, Dax, I've known Dax for a long time, and he's definitely one of the good guys and great players in this league. You know what that is, Dan? That's him poo-pooing your save by not acknowledging it because now now he's like oh okay, you know it wasn't that big of a deal buddy i don't believe that uh so i did have a question from Stephen keel that he asked me to ask you uh I, I know the answer but his question was what is it you have against fc dallas because it seems to him as if you always stand on your head whenever you guys play dallas well, you, Dallas is one of the teams that didn't that didn't want to pick me up. So. Oh, so there is something. All right. Of course, I have something to prove. <laughs> uh, explain that. What do you mean didn't want to pick you up? Well, uh, so I mean, I've it's not my career has been uh, all all over the place to try to find a way, you know. Yeah. And I've definitely found a home here at Chivas USA, and extremely proud and happy about that. And I mean, I I was on trial with. Uh, Salt Lake, Columbus, uh, and then I spent a long time with with FC Dallas right before I signed with uh, Chivas, and I thought I was, that Dallas was going to be my destination, but they decided to to, to go a different direction. And, and so, because of that, and maybe maybe get a little, a little bit more uh, against them. Oh yeah, I mean, I take pride. I take pride into trying to prove them wrong. You know, I talked to Clint Irwin last year. And he brought up a great point about keepers and especially American keepers in that if you're a field player, there are literally thousands of more opportunities or jobs available on every level of soccer straight down to youth. If you're a keeper, there are only a certain number of jobs and thus making it even that much harder to become a professional athlete. Uh, Do you agree with that statement? Oh, 100%. And that's why we have the goalie union. You know, we all we all support each other because. In the end, we I think each and every one of us understand uh, how difficult it can be, and there's a there's a lot of great uh, there's, there's a lot of great players that like Clint. You know, it takes so much to go your way in order just to get the opportunity. So um, you know, it's uh, it's a grind for sure. Super Classico is on Sunday versus Los Angeles Galaxy. In your mind, I'm sure that's a team that you always get up for and always try to beat. Uh, do do they seem a little ripe for the picking this season? Um, that's, it's really tough to tell. They should be a team with a lot to prove right now. You know, it hasn't necessarily gone their way this season. Um, but you know, I, it's one of those things where I don't I don't really care to focus too much about them. You know, I yeah. believe that it's it's really about us, and if if we can put together the type of performance we put we put out on the field in new york uh we'll, we'll make it a, a very competitive game and and that's what that's what the classico deserves to be is a is a competitive game with um you know w- with a winner and hopefully we can prove to be that winner well best of luck to you dan not only on sunday but for the rest of the season we appreciate you taking some time no anytime reach out and we'll uh we'll get on the horn and chat Show information, go to pitchpass.com.